If we're just being 100% frank, if Freddie Freeman asked me out on a date, I don't think I could say no. What is going on, baseball fans? Welcome back to another episode of the We Got Eyes podcast. My name is Jack, joined here by Lorenzo, and as always, Producer Wilson. How are we doing? Doing good. I just realized I can't make a heart with my hands, and I'm a little embarrassed. Why can't you? Look how, look how bad this looks. That's not a heart. It's like concave. <laughs> <laughs> that looks like when I try to draw a heart. Dude, people who can draw are built different. I tried to draw like a SpongeBob on a whiteboard the other day at work. Its shoulder was in its ear. And I was like, this is a mess. Mm-hmm. This is How are you doing though? How was your week? That's specifically concerning because SpongeBob is, I mean, it's literally a square. We never set up. I have never claimed to be smart. Look down here. Dumb. Dumb. See? That's true. That's true. I'm doing very well. It was a rainy day, um, but it was a much-needed rainy day. And just a little behind the scenes, I'm building a patio currently in my yard, and the rain was great for leveling the dirt. So we're, I got my level up there. I got my hands and knees. I was having a blast. But I know you get on your hands and knees, but that's not my question. Dude, I call yeah. you the other day, and you're like, yeah, I'm outside right now building like a porch. You got your work gloves on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, Jack. You just became like a 90-year-old man fertilizing your lawn. Like, what's going on? Yeah. It's it's a it's a new rebirth into my um, my adult life and I'm I'm doing great with it. But also, baseball, dude. I, yes, good segue. I'm just saying. No, I can't wait to be so old that I care about my lawn. It's all I want in life. Oh yeah, I want a good lawn. Do you think? Do you think our generation will wear those ugly dad shoes, dude? I wear the white now. ones. Or do you think <laughs> we're lost cause? We are lost honestly cause. just click away now. Just click away. Yeah, now, dude. Really. Don't subscribe. Please unsubscribe. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that. But yeah, let's talk about don't. some baseball, Jack. We had some fun news happen this week. A lot of like fun is in the air. Yeah, a lot of fun is in the air and a lot of changes in the air, which will start on the independent league is switching up extra innings. And I think I don't know your take on it. We haven't even talked about this before, but let's let's hash through this like a hash brown. Ooh, Dunkin' Donuts or McDonald's hash browns can have my children. But, dude, the, the yeah, best. so the independent league, they're getting rid of extra innings. They're just saying, yeah, MLB, you make extra innings weird and stupid. How about we just get rid of them? Let's just do a good old-fashioned home run derby. You send your hottest hitter to the plate, we'll send our hardest hit, hottest hitter to the plate, and let's swing it out. I love it so much. It's basically like uh free on free overtime hockey in the nhl is kind of how i view Mm -hmm. it it's just all-star game gimmicky because like right now extra innings are caught between are they real or are they a gimmick it's like this weird middle ground where it's like we have to count them as real baseball games but we don't want to i think this is the way to go it's dude stanton versus jd martinez go that's awesome yeah so the the official rule is five pitches per batter each team selects their one hitter, and if it's a tie, you pick a new batter, and they get five pitches. So it could, it probably would go um, into double extras a lot of the time because that's just kind of how the home run derby works. Or maybe it would be different once we're seeing it at like an everyday level. But as you said, like Stanton, JD Martinez, you got like Alonzo over some other dude, or just like pick the hot bat. I think that'd be super fun. And this is cool because this is the closest gimmicky thing we've seen. Because as you said, like. Every other league has kind of a gimmicky overtime thing. And this year, the Red Sox, or not the Red Sox, the MLB decided to have a runner on second base in extras, which is holding on to the that original flavor of baseball. And I think go big or go home. Like, I think this is this is the option. This is better to me than the runner on second rule. Dude, this is like a first. I think this is potentially the first. We've been saying it. Make baseball fun. We're trying to make baseball fun. This is the first way. You make baseball viral. If you have a home mm-hmm. run derby between name your two favorite power hitters in the league. Let's say the Mets and the Padres are playing. They're the gentleman agreement. Let's go shortstop v. shortstop right now. Who's got the better shortstop? How about we just settle this? You send Tatis versus Lindor to the plate, and they just slug it out and both hit. Dude, what is better? Remember when Vladdy versus, um, what was it, Jock went absolutely mm-hmm. mega viral? That's exactly how you get more eyes on the game. You make it super cool. We Okay, we play nine. Guys, we play 100. Guys, guys, listen. You ready, Jack? We play 162 of these. We don't need to go 19 innings. It's It doesn't matter. Let's just go home. So let's just slug it out. Have a fun time. I could not be more in favor of this. It would open the gates for a lot of more manager hate. So managers, I think, hate this because... 
imagine if the Red Sox are hot and they send out like some like a bench bat and they're like, oh, I thought he was the hottest guy, and they lose. Like you, it's gonna be interesting because you can't put out. You're like, I, there's gonna be a lot of brain games going on there. So that's gonna be interesting to see because like if you're the Yankees, do you put out Stan or do you put out Judge or like? Who, who wants to go out, who doesn't want to go out, if it even makes the majors. But I'm happy we're having this conversation, if I'm just being frank. I think there's a chance it could, and he, I have a solution. Sorry, back to hockey. There's a shootout in hockey. You play a shootout. Yeah. When you lose in a shootout, you get an overtime loss. You know what I mean? So it goes, you get your wins, mm-hmm. you get your losses, you get an overtime loss. You, If people are so furious about change, just do that style in baseball. Just say, okay, you've won this many games, you've lost this many games, and then this is how many games you've lost in extra innings. We already count it. You just put it as a subcategory. And then at the end of the season, an extra inning loss counts less than a regular loss. So if, say, teams are tied with the exact same amount of wins, but one team has more regular losses and extra innings loss, the one with the more extra innings losses goes to the playoffs. You don't. It's very simple. I'm, I'm more against that. So I think the... The solution would be if you're gonna do something like like this, just say you like like this is what it is. I you would. can't have people complaining. But I feel like people would be like, it can't count as a full loss. It's a home run derby. But I think you yeah. go either full loss or if that's the way you like kind of bridge the gap because that's what happened with the shootout. People are like, it's not real hockey. It's like guys, we can't play 40 minutes of NHL overtime. It's Jan. It's January second. What are we doing here? So I think that's kind of where we have to go. Yeah. Yeah, that I I think the home run derby would be a that's like a perfect solution. Honestly, the only annoying thing would be like, would people think it's too weird and too like fun, which is crazy because like it's a sport. What's the downside? There really isn't. I mean, the downside would be teams with good pitching would be at a major disadvantage. So what? Win in nine innings. If you want to win the game, win in yeah. nine innings, man. We go to extra innings. Baseball is entertainment. It's we're supposed to just have fun, guys. The whole point of this game is to have fun and like just enjoy the product on the field. So at the end of the day, that's what we do this for. We are, we entertain the public through baseball, which entertains us. So if this is a more entertaining product, who cares? Or instead, are we just gonna? And also, people love to get mad at managers. So I think that's a plus, not a minus. Mm-hmm. It would definitely increase ratings because 100%. no matter what, if there's a home run derby on, you it's it's like when someone's throwing a no hitter, you get the alert, you got to watch it. Extra innings, uh, JD Martinez versus Stanton. I don't know. We keep going back to that example, but you you're gonna tune in because it's gonna be ten minutes and it's gonna be fun. Ronald Acuna Jr. is facing off in a mm. home run derby against Gimme anybody. I'm watching it. Dude, that's awesome. We always love to get the stat cast, and then if you're a manager, you got to get real tricky here. Do you go with your best hitter? Or do you go with your purest raw power guy who might not be the best mm-hmm. contact? I have another proposal. An, a player has to pitch to a player. So you got to pick who's going to throw the best BP here, who has the best chemistry okay. on the mound and on the field. So say you go Acuna, but his best partner is Albies, who he has the most chemistry with, we trust the most out there. But or do you go? is that going to work? Or do you go pitcher? You know what I mean? So the teams would be practicing BP and home run derby more than actually like anything else. And it would be so good. Imagine Acuna good. walks it off in the home run derby uh, as Albies throws him soft toss and the Braves win. That's awesome, dude. I think Zach Hampel is the pioneer for this campaign because he would just oh be out God. in every outfield just being like, all right, he'd just be crossing his fingers for every game to go into extras and then boom, we're – Balls everywhere. Zach Campbell's falling left and right. I think this is the first time like I've heard an MLB roll, and I'm like, that's how you, that's how you get this game going. That's how you like push it. Yeah. So this is going into not the minor leagues, but the independent leagues. So we are. It's you really gotta if you're gonna watch an independent league game, you really gotta hunt. You gotta but love baseball. We're gonna we're gonna hear about this this year, so that will be fun. Well, they also did the other rules in the independent league. So the independent league is kind of like the tryout for the MLB. Like they made the bases yeah. a little bit larger or shorter. And uh, what was it? They did the uh, – was it RoboOps they did? Any independent I league? I don't know. Was that in the minors or the independent so league? So all the new rule changes this year were independent league that they mm-hmm. implemented. So they did a couple other ones. They're all independent leagues. So it goes independent leagues. Then if it makes it to the minors, it's going to make it to the majors. So – just you wait, guys. We're going to get this one day. I guarantee it's going to be an MLB by 2025. Yeah, I'd, I'd love 
I wouldn't have an issue with that. I think this is, I like it, but I also could see it happening, and people I don't think would get too mad. It, it's doable. Bryce which Harper a lot of things versus will Mike be Trout. Art. I was gonna say that earlier, or even, Mike Trout versus anyone. Mike Trout, oh, try to dethrone the king. All right, you're the best player in baseball. Mookie Bats, Mike Trout, you guys are the best players in baseball right now. You're playing a game against each other. Let's settle this old school style Western shootout. Go out, settle it. I'm in. It would also give more DHs jobs because you could be that if a bench power bat is is worth keeping on your roster. 100%. Joey Gallo becomes one of the most valuable players in his war through the roof. True. It's like, oh, you're yeah, you could they... literally win a game for us. What would that stat be? Ooh. Home runs or like home run derby wins, home run derby homers. H H war, home run derby, HD H war. war. High drip. def war. <laughs> I think it would just be the stat would be drip or like Ooh. clutch drip. Dingers. CD. Oh, wait, drip? How? What would drip stand for? Just No, not for anything. Just drip. Just drip? All right. Joey Gallo has a yeah. 7.2 drip. Yeah. That's, that sounds real. <laughs> that does. That sounds real. <laughs> that does. <laughs> Yo, what's I, your it's drip, not that bro? Far off from I got, I got like 4.1. What's your Waba? I don't know, but I got a 7.5 drip right yeah. now, dude. Yo, that's going to my Instagram bio right now. Drip, new baseball stat. Yeah, let, we got to make it... What did it stand for? Defensive runs. Did it, I don't know. Defensive runs. If if played, I don't know. <laughs> defensive runs in position. This is getting bad. Comment below your favorite acronym for drip that we could use a baseball stat because me and Jack are not going to be able to figure this out. I'm trying to think. I, defensive runs seems like a gimme, and then IP. Defensive uh, runs in progress. Ooh. Defensive runs. Oh, wait, wait. Deducted runs if played. Doesn't know if that makes sense. Like, so the runs. Okay. That, uh, let me try to explain this. So runs that are subtract that would have counted if it. I don't know. Actually, I give up. <laughs> Deducted deducted runs if peeing is the stat that if you have to miss an inning because you got to go to the bathroom and your team loses a run, that is your stat. Dude, so if you I, have like a plus one drip. That means use the bathroom too much. Dude, I was so confident. I was like, hear me out. I'm going to take you mm-hmm. on a road, and then I just block. I hit a wall. Yeah. You you took me on a road trip, and we hit we hit a nail early on. We stopped at a 7-Eleven. Their smoothie machine was broken. We went home. I ran out of gas very quickly. It, it got yeah. me sad. I'm very sad. But, yeah, so let's get the home run derby in the MLB. Jack, you want to rank some stuff real quick? I want to rank some stuff. Let's. Let's rank them things. What, what do you want to start with ranking, my dear friend? Ooh, so let's rank some baseball idioms. I think I said that right. What is an idiom? Okay. D- um, I'm an idiot. An idiot? Yes, I know that. But what's an idiom? Yes. An idiom is, is – oh, you're putting me on the spot here. You're an English major. Dude, I have never once said that in public because I'm terrified of people being like, yo, spell this. I'm like, dude, I, if you put me on a spelling bee against a fourth grader, I promise I would fail. Mm-hmm. What is the word we tried to spell the other day? Egregious? Egregious, which is a tough one. If you're listening right now, try to spell egregious. I guarantee you get it wrong. I'm, I'm going to turn it on the tables on you right now. At how the turntables spell egregious. There's an E in the beginning. Yes. That's all I know. I thought it was A-G-G-R-C-C-I-O-U-S. It's, it feels like it's like E- General Grievous. It's yeah, that's kind of where we go. But let's rank some baseball yeah. idioms. If you know what an idiom is, you're smarter than us. We are. Dumb. So an idiom is like things that uh, mean a couple things. So I'll give you an example right off the bat. So Ooh. it's like baseball sayings that have progressed into modern day life because people at the water cooler at a business. That's the that's the example I'm going to keep giving. They say these things, and it's like, oh, you know sports, but also they've transcended into just normal day speech. So we're going to rank the ones. Like, what are the best ones? You see, I could have Googled what an idiom is, but I don't like to know things. I don't know if you have the same thing. I don't want to know. Stay stupid. I Yeah, I want to stay stupid. So whenever someone's like, just look it yeah. up, I'm like, I would rather not know and just guess. Knowledge comes with responsibility. Not something I have. Uncle Ben, I don't want to get shot, so yeah. I'm going to keep away with knowledge. <laughs> yes. Ignorance is bliss. So, ranging baseball idioms by idiots. There we go. The first one, as I said before, is right off the bat. And we're doing a tier list ranking 
S through F. Okay, so where are you coming in on this one? Because right off the bat is a 74-year-old man who's had one divorce and a mm-hmm. kid who lives like five states away is favorite word. Right off the bat, yeah. I do use this a good amount. I think teachers use it a lot. Like right off the bat, like off the bat, I feel like I do say it a lot. So I'm, I'm thinking B. I go B too. I don't know if I use this much. I, could, I feel like if you say right off the bat, you're trying to make a point. And you're not actually saying anything up front. Like you say, you're going to be yeah. right off the bat, but you're going to take 20 minutes explaining what you're saying. It's, it's almost a promise that we can't fulfill. 100%. It, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So I go okay. B because it is cool. It's the most common, cool I feel one. like, of these. Very common, yeah. Next, we'll go knocked it out of the park. This is S because you only say this if you just want something or you did something good. That's true. It, it's one of the best compliments because not only did good, but your boss also likes baseball. So it's kind of a double win. Yeah, like you're not going, your hamster didn't die, and you're at your hamster funeral, and you're like, ah, he really knocked that one out of the park, didn't he? Nobody, nobody's <laughs> Unless, saying that. You don't want to bury him, and you just bring him to the field and hit some hamster BP. <laughs> Which could get messy. PETA, don't come for us. I didn't even do it. Yo, did you hear is that they legalized uh, Viking funerals in, like, Oregon, I think it was? So now it's legal okay. to go into like a canoe and be pushed down a river and set on fire. <laughs> what? So why was what, my question is why was that ever illegal? <laughs> Great, that's where I went too. I was like, wait, you couldn't do this before? I don't know why, but yeah, now I... it's like legal. So like, if you go to a funeral home and you're like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Would you like this casket? No, I would like that rowboat. <laughs> I'm going to need somebody who's really yeah. good at archery. Yeah. Like, what? You, you got to go to Dick Sporting Goods, get a bow and arrow, some gasoline, and then uh, the discount canoe, and oh. then just throw them out there. I imagine there's one cousin who claims that he knows how to shoot a bow and arrow. He's like, I'll do it in honor of Uncle Joe. Oh. And then he misses. And then the road then it gets, keeps getting farther away. And he's like... <laughs> If there was like a Vikings edition of The Office, that would such be a bit where they throw someone out to a funeral and he misses like 30 times in a row. And eventually he just floats into sea and you can't even see him anymore. And they're like, oh, no, his body's just in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> uh, but knocked it out of the park. I'm going A. Yeah, I think it's a solid A. It's like a solid A. Next, we got touch base. Now, I've never heard anybody use this one. Yes, you have. Have I? Ready? I'll... You're You're my student. Hey, how you doing? Don't get too intimate with me. Oh. Um, Lorenzo, can you see me See me after class? I think we need to touch base. Oh, light bulb moment. Okay, this is F because it always means bad things. Let's touch base later. It means it you're going to do work. And all I can imagine is like a Karen in a pantsuit being Ugh. like, let's touch base on this tomorrow. With a Bluetooth? Uh, no. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm at the deli right now. Yeah. Let, let's touch base later. Okay, bye. It's my kid. She's yeah, going to Stanford. It, it, ne- <laughs> it never means anything good, but it's also cool that it's from baseball. So I'm going to give it a D. Okay. I'll move it to D. I'll, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Let's give it a D. Next one, playing hardball. Now, is this like playing hardball like in like negotiations? Like, oh, we're playing hardball. We're not giving in. Yeah. Like you're, you're playing. I don't really know where the – there's like a brief connection, it, but it's from baseball. So playing hardball, you're – I think this is kind of in the middle for me because it's a little confusing. I go C because I don't think anybody – I don't get the baseball connection super – I've never heard anyone playing baseball like, ah, we're going to play with that hard ball today. Like, no one's ever said that. Yeah, it's 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 an old, base, old, old baseball term. I will say, though, you only say you're playing hardball with your friend right after you're in, like, a negotiation and you think you're doing great. You're like, yeah, we're really playing hardball on your bro. Yeah. And you're, you're, like, bombing it. So that's C. Yeah. <laughs> that's an easy C. Next one. Throw a curveball when someone throws you a curveball. Okay, so this one I think is A because – actually, no. I'm going to go B because if someone says, ooh, I threw you a curveball, it means you missed it. So you're kind of sad. Or it could be like the teacher – I don't – I'm, I'm going to use the – okay, Jerry and Tim are at the, the water cooler. Okay. And Jerry's, Jerry's like, oh, did you get those things I sent in? Threw you a little curveball at the end. It was a weird number. Can I ask you a question? Yes. What is uh, Jerry's dental state right now? Is he insured? Is he not insured? He's not insured. He's trying to be, but he can't get it past the company, and he only has two teeth, really. Okay, so Jerry's struggling. Okay. Okay, I like it. Let's yeah. go. Let's go B. Tim. Tim, on the other hand. Tim's got some He's shyness. like a shark. He's... <laughs> he has 85 teeth. He's like, uh, yeah, he's got, I was going to make a joke, but you won't get it because you weren't a Nickelodeon kid. 
So I got what is it? I, I might. Chip Skylark from uh, Fairly Odd Parents, The Shiny Teeth. No? Oh. Yeah, anyway, I think you guys didn't get it. <laughs> okay. Um, next one. Out of left field. This is a personal favorite of mine. This is an S. Out of left field. Because yeah. we literally operate out of left field. We were just talking about yeah. baseball when we ended up on a Viking funeral. So I think this is embodies us very well. I'm going to S. And hopefully in life we will talk about baseball and one day end up in a Viking funeral. If you don't, if I die and you don't have a Viking funeral for me, our friendship is over. I will haunt your ass so hard. Well, no, I mean not to sound crude, but either way, our friendship is over. No, I'm haunting you. Like I'm like gonna You're bother you. Me. I'm just gonna like slightly make mildew come off the bottom of your cup, so there's always a wet ring on your desk. <laughs> okay, so, so if I if I die tragically. Or no, happily. I think you died and enough. I'm like 105. You're 104 in this in this world. So you went. So you got older than me. <laughs> At some point in my I, life, I, I took I a dropped. quick break. And you, you just passed me just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> and then I, it was like a tortoise in the hair. I just crashed. You, I get cremated. What half of me are you taking? You want my top half or my bottom half? Ooh, your your top half's better. You got weak legs. I want your top half. That's where all the good lookers are. That's where the face is. That's your moneymaker. That's fair. The It's spookier, though, if I was to haunt you. That is true. No, it's spookier to have legs. Because I'm like, who do these legs belong <laughs> to? <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Good answer. All right, and then the last one, rain check, which I didn't know came from baseball. Didn't know either. I think I also have to go S because I use this the most. Because I canceling yeah. plans is drugs for me. Like, I get a high when I'm That's like, true. yo, I'm not going and, to the mall today. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm just going to make a, a statement out here. Just and correct me if I'm wrong. But at one point in your life, have you done who's ready to rock and roll at a restaurant? More than once. Yeah. So I think rain check aligns with that lifestyle. It does. I, I use rain check quite yeah. often. Like, let's take a rain check. I'm never calling you back. <laughs> yeah. Canceling plans is is really ecstasy it, it's a poor man's crack like i i love it i need it in my life but yeah that's our ranking i have no idea what order we did it in but i feel like we did a good job with that we did yeah honestly i just had fun going through the idioms idioms by idiots because i didn't know how many i mean baseball's an old sport but a lot of water cooler talk is is from just baseball experience. i agree which one caught you off guard the most because i think rain check i'm totally not expecting that yeah, rain check and touch base are ones that I hear almost daily, and I didn't know they were from baseball. So that was cool. That is cool. So that's our ranking. We always like to rank and draft stuff at least once a week, guys. It's kind of our saying. It's fun. Yeah. We like to rank. We like to draft. So it's NFL draft week, Jack. Is it, or do we want to talk about baseball? Do we do we go to baseball? I think we talk about some baseball because there was games played this week. Okay, let's go baseball. We'll come back here. We'll come back here. Yeah. Let's let's start with our Red Sox. Because I want to talk Red Sox. I know you want to talk Red Sox, and mainly just the one thing: they swept the Mets in a two-game series, and they beat Degrom, one to nothing. Degrom got zero run support. Uh, they got a run in the first inning or second, second inning. inning. They got one run in the second inning, just a double, and then another double, and then the Mets laid down their bats and basically gave up. The Red Sox got just beat by Degrom for the rest of the day, and Mets fans are left. Uh, very upset and Red Sox fans are left partying in the streets I agree so I have a couple notes number one Jacob deGrom dude is our version of Pedro like you know how everyone's like Pedro from like 98 to 99 was so good dude like you'll never see that again that's Jacob deGrom he goes out there we scored a run off him and I was like we got him on the ropes comes out punches out nine goes six innings one on run post game he goes I really was off my game tonight. wasn't able to locate my pitches. Um, I got to be better for my team. What's his quote? Dude went six innings, one earned run, nine strikeouts. Any other yeah. starter in baseball, that is an amazing start. You go home, you're happy. He had, his ERA actually and, did go up though to a point five one <laughs> on the season. He went up. He's got to be better. He's, he's, he's just got to be better. Can't hang that. Can't hang that 101 outside pitch that Christian Vasquez somehow hit for a double. Yeah, so we streamed this entire game on TikTok. Shout out TikTok, We Ice Baseball. It's a fun time. Um, I know a lot of you guys are from there, so we appreciate you listening. And Jacob DeGrom, right when you think he's on the ropes, he's not. He, you, you can't doubt him. Like, if you're the Mets, if you're a Mets fan watching, 
you should think you're going to have a win every time he goes to the mountain. Sadly, that never happens because the, there's a curse or something. But it's it's insane watching him pitch. It is almost another worldly experience like Pedro, like you were talking about. He does things with ease that you shouldn't be able to do with ease. And he does things that just other pitchers can't do. Like that 99 on the bottom left-hand corner, we get so used to. But like people don't do that. You don't throw 101 top left paint. Backdoor, backdoor two-seam, 101-mile-per-hour fastball location is insane. We see so many guys, times. We'll talk about Garrett Richards, but, like, people, they have the stuff. They can't consistently deliver the ball. Jacob deGrom knows exactly where that 101-mile-per-hour is going. It's easy 100. Like, he goes out there. It doesn't look like he's struggling. It's so fluid the way he throws the ball. But also, he's the only pitcher I watch in baseball who, no matter what, type of hitter you are, he is so confident in every single one of his pitches. J.D. Martinez is arguably one of the best hitters of the past three years. He, taking out 2020, 2018, 2019, and end of the season, he's been the best hitter in baseball, like statistically. He goes up against Jacob deGrom, embarrassed. Jacob deGrom goes, oh, I'm going to show you three straight fastballs and then four straight sliders. And then the next at-bat, five straight fastballs, just belt high. Like, you're not hitting this. I'm better than you. It's insane. Yeah, he has confidence like like no other, and it's completely deserved. Because he's – it's so – I'm so glad we got to watch that full game because it is something else to just watch him work. It's, it's so crazy. It's almost like he doesn't – it's not as much as an art form as other pitchers, like watching a Ryan Yarborough, because he just – paints fastballs over and over again and sometimes he just throws ones down the middle like to jd martinez and you're like, and it's like you're not gonna hit this here it is it, it, it with jacob de it's like a simulation you're watching it and you're like other pitchers who don't have that type of velocity or just stuff you have to sink a little bit more you gotta try to out with the batter you gotta be okay i'm gonna start with you have a breaking ball because it's the second time i've seen you and you're sitting on a fastball so let's go slider here it's not my best pitch, but at least you won't be sitting on it. Jacob DeGrom would literally walk up to you and be like, I'm going to show you fastball, fastball, slider. You're striking out. You can't hit his stuff. It's gross. He's disgusting. The only thing more disgusting than Jacob DeGrom is the fact that the Mets office, offense continues to let him down every game. They lost one to nothing when your stud ace is out there just shoving against the best offense in baseball. One run. It's insane. That series, they scored one run in total, and the Red Sox scored three runs in total. Very low-scoring series, and, I mean, the Mets come away with two losses because you can't score one run in two games. You're going to lose. And my biggest takeaway from this series was Jacob DeGrom finally expressed a little bit of frustration, even though it was a little bit hidden. He was, he was asked, like, about the chaos that happens when he pitches, or the lack of chaos, I guess, just the... the blatant sadness and he said quote i try not much to think i try not too much to think about it with but there was a pain in his eyes that you're like can we free him it was a twinkle like i'm not being held captive but i am yeah like he was blinking in morse code like trade me to the dodgers well here's a i would like to say in defense of mets fans it's not just jacob de their offense just sucks like they have a bad offense now that is they, we talked so much about how good this pitching staff was. I guess we didn't focus enough on their offense. Like, they they were bad last year. They did bring in Lindor, but they didn't bring in that second bat. And we said they needed two bats, and Lindor struggled. So they've been – Brandon Nimmo's been good. Conforto's yeah. been getting hot. But the rest of their lineup has really struggled. And it's, it's painful to watch. Their lineup is all on the same level. They don't have a top or the bottom. And sometimes that can be bad, but – they're all on the same level to me that, like, I'm not scared when Lindor comes up. I'm not scared when Alonzo comes up. There's no fear. You don't want to pitch around anyone. You just work through the lineup, and that's why we're seeing the Red Sox pitch. Pavetta and Garrett Richards get up, gave up one earned run to the Mets. Because you can just go through the lineup easy-peasy. They can't get hits back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. You, They're an easy team to shut out, if we're being real. I agree. So it's now back to the Red Sox version of this. I watched this series— like last night, or when Jacob DeGrom pitched, there was 30 strikeouts and five walks in a game. I think if you look at that on paper, that's like, oh, this is 2021 baseball. Like, they're just 
striking mm-hmm. everybody out. And then you occasionally get walks. 30 strikeouts, that's a lot of strikeouts. So in one game. But if you watch this series between the Mets and the Red Sox, it was so well pitched. Like last night, Jacob DeGrom, nine strikeouts. He was just spawning everything. Nick Pavetta, now I don't love him, but his stuff's gross. Like when he's on and he's, he's fine, his stuff's gross. So I watched games like that last night. And I'm like, this is a well-pitched series. I think it tells me more about the Red Sox than it does about the Mets. We know the Mets can't hit when Jacob DeGrom's on the mound. We don't know yeah. that the Red Sox can shut out the Mets or shut out anybody ever with pitching. We did not know that. We were like, they can't. Because, dude, Garrett Whitlock is, I'm going to come out and say it, maybe one of the most dynamic relievers in the game right now. His stuff is disgusting. Now, relievers fall off really quickly. They come and go. But right now, him and Matt Barnes are gross. Yeah, the, the Red Sox, their starters are doing well. And then the back end of their pen, is it's been doing the job. Uh, so, I mean, just Whitlock and Barnes mainly. If they can keep that up, I think we're in, we're in decent shape. At the end of the Mets series, they had the best record in baseball. Matt Barnes... Six for six on save attempts. He has He's given up one game where he's given up a run. It was a free run home run to Mitch Hanniger in a Seattle Mariners game, which was a weird home run. That it was. It was a dinger. It was a free run dinger, but he got touched once. But that's a sign of a good. If you're giving up dingers and not consecutive hits, that's a sign that you're nasty. You see that a lot with like really good pitchers like yeah. Kershaw, and they they can't get a bunch of hit off you, so they're going for the they're going for the big shot, and sometimes they get it. You get tagged. It's the way of baseball, but. Barnes has been gross. Whitlock has been gross. And then Garrett Richards all of a sudden just looked gross. Yeah, the Red Sox, their pitching staff is kind of looking to me like the that 2013 team pitching staff. And, I mean, add a little carry the one, add one to 2013, 2014, go back in time. 2014 all over again. The Royals and Giants are the best teams in baseball. Didn't know where you were going with that, but good segue. I, saw, I, I didn't know there. if you were getting I out of the Red Sox. Um, they are, dude. Currently, the Royals have a 15-8 and eight record, and the Giants are 16-9. and nine. Crazy. Just crazy. crazy. And both the teams should... They shouldn't. That's harsh, but they... They're very it's different. weird. So, if you look... Very different teams, yes. So, if you look at them, the Royals are entirely offensively built. They have a great lineup. Who knows what else? The Giants' pitching staff has been amazing. Their lineup has blown. So if you look at them in comparison, it's like, oh, you put these two together, you got a World Series team. Because the Giants' rotation right now is a 2.92 team ERA. It is the third best in baseball. And Alex Wood is just going out shoving. He was this, by the way, he was the tenth starter on the Dodgers. He's throwing five innings, six innings, shutty every time he's out there right now. I think it's Anthony Deshaflani. I still can't pronounce his name, so I apologize. Or Deshaflani. 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 Whatever it is, not gonna do that. Clip that. <laughs> uh, he goes nine innings shutty the other no. day. <laughs> Can you? You have to say it. You have to say it right. No, I'm not it. saying it. Deshaflani. Deshaflani. There we go. There we go. I apologize. You're a great pitcher and a beautiful man. Nice eyebrows. Yeah, we love you. Um, great eyebrows. He's just shoves it, shoving every time he's out. Cueto's even been pretty solid when he's not hurt. This team can freaking pitch the ball, dude. Let alone they just traded for Mike Talkman from the Yankees, who's still a young guy, a free years of team control, who has good defense, good speed. And the Giants have just become like a hitting factory. Every time a hitter goes there, they learn how to hit. So maybe they can unlock something with Talkman. And get another guy in that lineup. I, The Giants are scary for me. If I'm like anybody in the NL West who like thought that it was just Padres Dodgers. I think the Giants are a really good third team. The Giants are a good third team. Um, and the, the Royals are killing it too. So that kind of brings me to kind of the big question for the subject. Looking, I don't even want to say end of the year. Because realistically, these teams might not be in the playoffs. But who do you think stands a chance at the all-star break who do you think is going to be buyers and even who has the chance to make the playoffs the most i think the royals are more likely to buy i like the giant squad a little bit better but we saw in the offseason the royals were very aggressive because of the team the royals are like oh nobody's spending money we're, we're they claim that they're poor so they're like oh mm-hmm. 
we're going to go be aggressive. They traded for Benintendi. They signed Carlos Santana. They got Mike Miner. Who was the other? They got another guy, too. I forget. Didn't they bring a reliever in? Michael A. Taylor. Michael A. Taylor. They brought it back Wade Davis. They brought back Greg Holland. They went out. They made all these moves. So if the Royals have shown me more of a willingness to buy in now because I think the Royals' window is a little bit closer than the Giants because I feel like the Giants don't really know. I feel like they're still transitioning. The, the Giants are, they've been in a weird process for a while and they're still in the thick of that process where the Royals have been clearly bad for a while exactly. on, the, on the come up. So yeah, they're so. more like, I feel like they're more of a team ascending to something like, oh, this could be a World Series team. Where the Giants mm-hmm. have guys like Cueto, they have guys like Kevin Gossman, it's also been gross this year. They have guys even like Alex Wood, a bunch of guys who are on these one-year contracts who they might be looking to trade. And the whole point of bringing them back was to trade them for pieces. So I think if the Giants are not like seven, eight games over 500, they're probably going to trade pieces away. Where the Royals, I think, mindset is just, oh, we're going to buy in. I'd love to see Cueto get shipped over to the Red Sox. Ooh, I don't know. I'm not huge on Cueto at this point in his career. I could do without him. That's a fair point, but also it'd be fun. It would be fun. He's a great... He started the whole, like, the wave of timing, which is, by the way, is such a cool way to pitch that I think, like, why didn't we do that forever in baseball? It's like, oh, baseball's a timing sport. Just give him a little bit of a wiggle, and the, the whole hitter's messed up now. Yeah, I, I, bring the wiggle back. Stroman does it a lot. Michael Stroman does it. Um, Mar- Marcus Stroman. Michael Stroman. Might be a brother. Who knows? Michael Stroman, his brother, also does it a lot. A lot. So Marcus Stroman and Cueto yeah. do it, and I don't, who else does it? I don't think anyone else really does it, like, consistently. Occasionally, you'll get, like, a weird, like, wiggle or, like, if they're to stretch, they'll do something. But Cueto's just all over the place. But, yeah. Yeah. So, who do you believe in more? I believe more in the Royals just because we've I, – I mean, I think the Twins and White Sox are going to be good. But I don't think they're as good as the Padres and the Dodgers. So, I think the Giants, they'd have to do so much just to make the playoffs. So, I don't – I don't really believe in them at all. Like, I – just because I said that, they're probably going to win the damn World Series. But I think the Royals, I also love the Royals. We've been rooting for the Royals for a while. I think they, they're they on the come up. If They just need some pitching. And then we're going to see we're gonna see them become like a pretty good, pretty good threat. We just saw them sign Salvi back. And Posey is probably not going to get signed again. So there's, there's just a lot, of, a lot of comparisons. But I do lean Royals. So just for like some stats to throw out there, maybe they'll woo you. Maybe they won't. Royals have a plus six Will run be. differential on the season. Giants have a plus 24. So the Giants, granted, they're playing teams like Colorado more often, but got to keep that in mind. They're doing they're doing it a lot better right now. Also, you mentioned the Twins. I am slamming the panic button on the Twins. I am this close to going this team. I am. I hit it. I'm panicking. If you're in Minnesota, panic time. I am so close to being like this team's bad now i don't want to do that because i don't think they're bad mm-hmm. but the ways they're playing is unacceptable dude they've been bad yeah they just haven't i know i think they got one game against the indians they um, won I don't know they, they won they the, the the end of the series yeah um so i don't know when you're listening to this but i think they're coming in at like one and ten in their lot or one and nine in their last ten out of, as of April just... 29th, they're two and eight in their last ten, tied with the Tigers. Like you can't really let that happen, especially this year when you're saying you have to prove you're better than the White Sox because there is people pitching for the first time in a while. The Twins aren't heavily favored to win this division, and you come out looking like bad. And also, there's just, I mean, obviously a lot of overreactions. This is why you come listen to Weed Out Ice, but. All the energy for me has completely been deflated, especially you lose in the playoffs again. You bring in a little bit of change. Like, you bring in Simmons. Like, that got me a little excited. But this team hasn't improved a lot. So, how how are you going to win in the playoffs this year if you even get there? Dude, it's so bad because Buxton and Nelson Cruz have been good. Byron Buxton's an MVP candidate. The rest of the roster has sucked. So, a little bit of, like, deep twins dive. Here, here's where I'm at with the panic button. The Minnesota Twins, they're off today. They're going to be on Friday, the 30th. They're going to start a series with the Royals. Free game set with the Royals. Then they play four 
at home against Texas, and then three on the road against Detroit. If they don't come out of this series, this next seven, ten game stretch with at least seven wins, slamming the panic button. They were blessed with that schedule. That is, I mean, that should be 12 wins in a row for them. Because then they go free against Oakland, who, by the way, has been doing the damn thing, then free against Chicago, mm-hmm. then they get the Angels, and then they get the Indians again, who just owned that. So, yeah, you, you got to get at least eight wins. Seven or eight against the Tigers and the Rangers, and then the Royals are going to be a tough series, but you got to beat them. You got to go out there. You should beat them. You need seven or eight wins. And if they don't come back next, we'll, we'll do a check. They have the next off day, May 10th. If we don't come back May 10th and they don't have seven wins in their last 10, panic button. Yeah, so <laughs> we've pressed the panic button on you, twins, but do not fret. There is time to come back. We, you can, we'll welcome you back in our family. Again, you just got to you gotta get some wins because, like, the White Sox – are a good team. You can't just run away with this division again. Don't let the Royals get second place on you. Dude, dude, don't let the Indians beat you. The Indians are literally sure. w- waking up trading their best player every offseason, and they're ahead of you right now. That's I know yeah. we're not supposed to stand and watch. It's only 23 games in the season. That's on You lost the series to the Pittsburgh Pirates who kind of pants you. Yeah. And we don't we're not a negative pod. We're a positive pod, but I want to we, I want to root for you, Minnesota, but this is unacceptable. So that's my rant on the Twins. Yeah, quite unacceptable. We just got to see – you got to see something more, especially as I was saying, like, what would a Twins fan say – how would you be confident right now? Because all you, all you have to do is focus on winning the playoffs, and now you can't win in the regular season. Even if you turn on the, the hot streak, what is different? Why would you, why would you beat the White Sox in a, in a wild card round? Now, the only, only thing that I have hope, if you're a Twins fan, don't fret, your last game you did hit six home runs, which is kind of your calling. You're a home run hitting team. True. So you did hit six home runs, and you've lost a lot of close games this season. Your run differential is only minus six. You've lost a lot of like close games, one-run games, it feels like, two-run games where maybe you could have win, a bounce here, a bounce there. Baseball's like that. But I need to see, like, a whole full, wholesale change. Kenta Maeda has an over five year in the season. Not what you love to see. Barrios has been solid, but he even him not well not what you want to see so far. So, mm-hmm. Twins, let's get it going. We're rooting for you. Let's become a Minnesota pod. Minnesota pod, yeah. Let's get that going. Another team we got to do a little check in on is, I think the Rockies. Oh, the Rockies had made the news this week. And not for a good thing. Yeah, for the first time, really. They've been so bad. The Dodgers are so good that sometimes they can be irrelevant when they're not playing a good team. Yeah. The Rockies are the opposite. They are just so, they're just consistent losers that we really don't even check in on them. So let's give the Rockies some love and or hate, but not really because the only thing that they did was their GM stepped down, which might also be the best move that was possible. So, yeah, so their GM officially stepped down, which means that he got called into the principal office and they said, we're going to fire you or are you going to step down? And he goes, I'll mm-hmm. step down because I don't want my is daughter it? to know that I got fired. Hey, man, you know, here's, here's my keys. I'll go. I'll head out the back door yeah. right now. And he left. So, yeah, Jeff, is it Brit, British? 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 I don't know how Here to say this. Here How do you say this? Jeff? British. I'd say British. British. Jeff British. Stepped down as the Rockies general manager this week. Wow, are the Rockies in a bad spot. So I want to ask you, Jack. We're playing Rockies GM mode. You're waking mm-hmm. up. MLB the show. You turn on. You start a franchise. You're the 2021 Colorado Rockies. You have everything they have right now. Full finances. You got um, all-star game coming in. What is your strategy to get the Rockies out of irrelevancy? So I think it's a little too late to trade Story, but I think you don't re-sign him. And I think you let him walk. You sign some free agents, but I think you want to focus on pitching. The Rockies have, haven't been a pitching franchise in so long. I think maybe explore that. So maybe just try to get a lot of pitching lot of pitching um, prospects because realistically, you're not going to win this division for another five years at least. So let's try to get some pitching prospects. And then some good infielders. Because I feel like everything we've kind of seen has been, like, anything but that. You got Nolan, but other than that, like, 
and story. But we want let's see some nice some nice pitching, some nice closers. Let's get that rolling, and I just restrict rebuild mode. I do not want to see them sign story, and he's just happy there for the rest of his career. Like we don't. So I want that. I agree. So a big trend in baseball lately has been the decline of fastballs. I remember that there was an article in Sports Illustrated a couple years ago about the death of the fastball. MLB pitchers are going off speed over fastball for spin rate, blah, blah, blah. Stop. If you're the Rockies, you have to do the exact opposite. You got to go around the league, find everybody who shows the most fastball and grab them. Just be like, all right, this is who we need. You need guys who just throw hundy fastballs and don't. Doesn't matter what else they show. That's all that's important. You need someone who just shows gas. I go there and then find you every guy who's like Rick Porcello in baseball. Ground ball mm-hmm. pitchers. Ground ball. Ground ball pitchers who are just going to get. Are they going to give up home runs? Yeah, they may. But 90% of the time, they're going to give up ground balls. You don't try and find people. You can't be the Dodgers because you play in Colorado. You can't strike out 10 a night. It's not going to happen. You got to just try to play some old school. Zach Wheeler would be the perfect Colorado Rocky. Mm-hmm. He throws 97 miles per hour gas and strikes out on average eight per nine. He's You would not expect his uh, K per nine to be so low because he's a ground ball pitcher who throws gas. He would be the exact type of pitcher they need. The only way you can make Rocky's pitchers relevant again is is you got to have a bunch of them come up at the same time, and they got to be electric. Because if you do, if you bring in the best free agent, he's gonna get rocked a little bit because you're the Rockies. That's what you're named after. I'm pretty sure, and not the mountains. And you so like people are gonna be like, oh, he sucks. Because it's like, yeah, you're you're playing in in the top of the mountains. The the air is so thin. So you got to have a bunch of prospects come up and then dominate that pitching at the same time. Try to have it be homegrown because there hasn't. You haven't had a wave of homegrown pitching that's been great. I mean, you got Story and Arenado. That's great. But um, then you traded Arenado for a bag of peanuts. Zach Wheeler, you ready? Because uh, he's been my Colorado Rocky dream. In 2020, <laughs> his best year of his career, and he's following it up with a great year this year, he had point, He had not 6.7 strikeouts per nine, the lowest of his career. Also had the lowest ERA of his career, 2.92. He also led the major leagues in home runs per nine percentage, at the least, I mean. He had .4 home runs per nine in 2019, in 2020. So he gave up the least home runs in baseball, and he only mm. struck out six and a half batters per nine innings, throwing 100 yeah. miles per hour. Now, Zach Wheeler's a special cat. He's a beast. Like, I love this man. He's one of my favorite pitchers to watch in baseball. I think the Colorado Rockies need to start making Zach Wheeler type formula and teaching that to everybody in their system. You are a Colorado Rockies prospect. You were drafted. You are being taught only how to throw fastballs, bottom of the zone. You give up 10 hits a game, fine. That's what you do. Just you got to make it like a systemic thing where this is how we pitch. Yeah, I, I think that'd be great. You don't want to bring in a Bauer. Exactly. You don't want to bring in that one Darvish. dude. You want to, yeah, you want to bring in three Zach Wheelers or grow them. Exactly. More, more realistically. And then you're cooking. Every time you draft a pitcher, you need to start making pitchers abide by your system. Like, this is our system. We pitch like this. We are the Colorado Rockies. We are a ground ball team. This is how we pitch. This is our identity, which the Rockies just don't have. They don't. And, I mean, a team that does have this pitching that should, probably should be a model for the Rockies the Tampa Bay Rays, just this week we saw a brand new pitcher we'll talk about. But before, I want to let you go off on Glassnow a little bit. Yeah, let me go off on Glassnow. That's enough Rockies talk for one day. Let me just go off on yeah. Tyler Glassnow, who I am not going to lie, Jack. Can I pat myself on the back here a little bit? You can. You can. I called this. Tyler Glassnow mm-hmm. came last year. Everybody was talking about him, how, how good he was, and like – he really didn't have the results to prove it. And then even this offseason, people were like, he got a new slider. I, I heard that. I was like, okay, what's this about? He's got a new pitch. Let's go see. So I went and watched it. Looks pretty gross. I was like, oh, that's a good pitch. Gross. Then I was like, wait a minute. Tyler Glassdown reminds me of something. Went back, found out Clayton Kershaw's 2011 Cy Young year. He came out. He came out hot as hell after struggling with command. Sound familiar? Struggling with stuff struggling with just putting it together. He only had a curveball fastball. 
He developed the slider. He went on to become Clayton Kershaw. In this so far this season, in six starts for the Tampa Bay Rays, Tyler Glass now currently has a 1.67 ERA. In 37 innings pitch, leads the majors, by the way, for a Tampa Bay Rays starter who we saw World Series. They don't let him go if they're not shoving. Even even if they are, they may pull you. He also has let up the few fewest hits in baseball and has a strikeout per nine percentage of 13.4. He has been the best pitcher in baseball besides Jacob DeGrom. He has been the same. I always got to put that caveat. It's like, who's the best player in baseball besides yeah. Mike Trout? He's been the best pitcher in baseball. And I am telling you he's going to win the Cy Young, and we're going to look back at his point of his career, and we're going to be like, he got a slider. He learned how to pitch. Yeah, that, you were really Zoe the – you were Zoe Stradamus right there, Zoe the Prophet. You you kind of nailed that. It's it's so beautiful. And then he's just having fun out there doing it. Last night, he's showing seven innings, casual, shutty. Kevin Kiermaier is diving left and right, making beautiful catches with those gorgeous eyes. It just looked like diamonds. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't get me started. And then he's, like, swearing on the mound as jokes. And then he goes out in his post-game press conference. He goes, yeah, my mom called me and grounded me for swearing in the game. And I'm like, this, yeah. is, a, like, this is amazing. How do you not love Tyler Glass now right now? Yeah, he doesn't give up many hits, as you said, but when he does, he's swearing on the mound and then getting yelled at for swearing on the mound. So, I mean, really, this is much-watched baseball when he's on the mound. Another dude that I think this is my Tyler Glass now. I'm getting on the train early. Go off, King. I'm making weird connections to him that I really shouldn't be, and this is going to be my my dude. Ryan McClanahan, the Irish legend. we got to start coming up with nicknames early. we got to be on this one early. He debuted the day we're recording this, and he shoved. He's throwing 101 miles per hour fastball with movement. It's gross. He's also throwing 93 mile per hour sliders. That is Jeff pa- Jeff Passens tweeted, who we who we should start calling Jason. Ooh, just to shorten it. I like that. Um, throwing 93 mile per hour sliders that were breaking Statcast because they thought they were fastballs because they're so fast for a slider. Wipeout slider at 93. Literally broke Statcast. It's ridiculous. He went six innings in his debut after debuting in the playoffs last year, but it was in a reliever role. It was weird. And it's like, it glass now 2.0. So what? what's his nickname again? I missed it. I don't have one yet, but we got to be early on it. We do got to be early on it. I feel like... So he's an Irish dude, I would assume. His name's Shane McClanahan. That's a hockey name or an Irish name? Irish name for sure. 100%. McClanahan sounds like a hockey name. It's from that Miracle movie. McClanahan. McClanahan! <laughs> yeah. But, so, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to come up with a nickname. But I look at him right now. Dude, I saw that pitch on my phone because it broke my the internet when he threw that 101 mile power mm-hmm. of movement. What is going on in baseball? The guys are able to throw 101 mile power two-seam fastballs with run on. Dustin May, I feel like, was the first one who really was like, yo, what the hell is this? Yeah. And now we got these guys popping left and right. It's insane, dude. Uh, you're right, though. The Tampa Bay Rays must have, like, a cloning factory where Tyler Glassnell just stands all day, and they all come out like monstro yeah. fastballs. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy. And he was um a pretty hyped-up prospect. I mean, he was a first-round draft pick, and now he's— the Rays just do this. They throw these guys out, and it's like, you have another one? How do you have another one? Insane. It shouldn't be possible. And then it makes you wonder, oh, they're smarter than us because they let Charlie Morton go because they got McClanahan. Yeah, like who, we, we were not talking about McClanahan earlier in the season. Who? And now it's like this could be – like if this is the reason why they make the playoffs, like who who would have guessed that? So it's like once again, it's like, oh, they're, they're smarter than us, which gives me more hope in Heim Bloom. I'm like they know what they're doing. That's true. They know what they're doing. In Heim we trust. They do. So I think we got to talk something about something sad, Jack. Yes. Because I feel like we've been given some bad juju around the league right now. So I don't believe in ghosts. I don't think ghosts are real. I've never done a um, Uji. What are they called? An, an Ouija Ouji board? board? Ouija board? Ouija board. Ouija board. YouTube video. What is that soon. spelling? We're doing a Ouija board. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're not doing it. <laughs> um, so I think we have something called the Ouija.ice curse. I don't like this He's, at all. Wh- the player, ooh, I don't mess with curses. We, <laughs> yeah, never. The player we put in our title episodes, in the episode title name, something always bad happens to them. The first week we said Acuna's hot. He got hurt that week. Then we said Corbin Burns, Valhalla, the third baseman. He was killing it. He's now hurt. 
And then we mentioned DeGrom. He loses a one nothing game and gets no run support and officially looks like he's a walking dead zombie in the press conference. So, who's ever in our title this week, it's nerve-wracking for them. I'm a little scared because I want to only be a happy pod. I only want to get hugs. Yeah. Like my dream is to get, like, Acuna to just, like, give me a dap and then I'll never wash my hand again. So, <laughs> the fact that, like, we're not, like, able to inspire these players and we're cursing them, mm-hmm. a cur- dude, curses terrify me. So how can we dispel this curse? I think we have to keep I think we have to try one more time and see if we we, yeah. we so we gotta go what are we gonna title this? We gotta go Tyler Glass now. Some we gotta put Glass now in the title. And then if he gets rocked the next start, we're not allowed to put players in the title anymore. Something like that. What if we do a chant right now to reverse the curse? Which do you have a chant written? Because I can't create a chant. Um we're gonna say Shane McLaughlin. <laughs> On three. Ready? One, two, three. Shane, Shane McLaughlin. <laughs> okay, so curse is gone. We're good now. Um, clip that. Wilson, clip that. I want that as my yeah, new ringtone. Shout out producer Wilson. He's been killing it. We didn't mention him too much this episode. You're 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 an animal. You're you're killing it. By the Literally. way, Corbin Burns, he may be hurt, but he got rocked rocked in his last start. Still, forty nine strikeouts, no walks. I it yeah. Even it's, in a start where he gets rocked, just no walks. He's just accurate, DJ Talent style. His FIP point five oh. Now that that don't get fippy with me, because then I'm just gonna get warmed down under. It's NFL Draft Week. Let's end the episode talking about NFL stars who could have been in the MLB, who were drafted in the in the MLB. And we're going to be talking about how good they would have done, who would we want, wanted to see playing MLB baseball. Yeah, I tried to make this transition like 30 minutes ago, and you like emotionally shut me down. So I'm happy we're doing it now. <laughs> I do that a lot to people. so It, it yeah. hurt. So let's start, Jack. Who's the first on our draft board? The first is Jameis Winston. He was a pitcher at Florida State. He was killing it, old crab legs. Um, we haven't seen him flourish in the NFL quite like we thought he would. He was the first overall pick True. in the NFL. Wasn't the first overall pick in the MLB. So would would you like to see him pitching on the Marlins? Would you like to see him pitching on a team like that? How, how are you coming in with that? I'm not a Jameis guy. I'm not a Winston guy. Cool name, Winston. That's definitely like you belong in 18th century England. That's cool. You could have been a True. lord. He gives me, like, C.C. Sabathia vibes. Like, what? Bit. Could he be a pitcher? He's not a flamethrower. He, he's got to, like, he's not showing hundo. I feel like he's got to, like, spot it. Mm-mm. He's throwing, like, 95, but, like, throwing as hard as he can. And, like, he doesn't exactly know where it's going. Like, he's, like, throwing 95, yeah. but it's, it's getting a little wide out there. So, I think Jameis made the right choice. He's currently the backup, or, like, he's on the Saints, I believe, or something. So, yeah. good for you, Jameis. I First overall pick, I think you got to go. you got to go. Yeah, I think maybe the MLB wasn't for him, so good move by him. The next one, interesting one, Tyler Murray, who was the A's first-round pick and the only ever first-round pick to go in the NFL and MLB draft. I, I, ugh, the, I really want to see Tyler on the A's. I think they, the A's really it's kind of hurt their franchise a little bit because they, they drafted him in his first-round pick, and then he went to the NFL – the A's technically still do own his rights. If he ever wanted to switch to baseball, he could play on the A's. But I would really love – I think they they, re- they could really use a center fielder or a left fielder to just kind of run around, hit hit for average, have some fun. I think Tyler would have been great for them. Dude, when Kyler Murray chose the NFL over the MLB, I was so sad. I, I get it, but I was like, this makes me very sad. Kyler Murray on the A's would look so good in those unis, dude. So good. Yeah. So good. It, no other – I couldn't imagine any other team – the A's need that, like, even though they have young stars, I feel like they need that electric young star. Because Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, they're electric, but in such a weird way. In a grandpa not way. Not in a Tunia way. Yeah, and in an old-fashioned way. I think they could really use Kyler, so that that is upsetting. I agree. Kyler, please come to the MLB. We miss you. We do miss you. The next one, fan favorite, Tom Brady, who was drafted as a catcher for the Expos. And just a little fun fact here, he was picked... One round ahead of David Ross, two-time World Series champion, and now manager of the Cubs. Old man Rossi. See, I 
Really would have liked to seen him behind the plate just because how many guys is he gunning down? A good amount. Can you imagine him dropping down on his knees? Pause. To block a ball? Uh, I could. Pause again. <laughs> I could. I could. I could. Um, but I think he made the right choice just because you know he's got he's got a yeah. he's got a few of those like shiny things that you put on your fingers. He got a few ringy dingies, and yeah. he also has some rings. So I, I think he's doing good. <laughs> yeah, probably made the made the right choice there. Also, the Expos aren't even a team anymore. So yeah, they literally go. drafted Tom Brady, and he said no, so they like divorced the MLB. They're like, I'm sad. Okay. <laughs> Next up, Yankee shortstop. Is it Glaber Torres? No, it's Russell Wilson. He could have been the Yankee shortstop. How do you feel about this? Now, this is weird because he's like a star. He's the star quarterback in the NFL, one of my favorite players. And he like goes to Yankees training camp, which is – How is that like cool? Like you can just like show up and be like, yeah, I'm going to play some shortstop today. Yeah, he's killing it over there. I think I, – I can see him at second base. I think he could play a big league second he, base. He could play a mean second base. I'm in on Russell Wilson to the MLB. If it doesn't work out in Seattle, come over to the MLB. Yeah. Yeah, or come to the Patriots. That too. I'm okay with that too. Either way. Then we got some some outfielders. I'll list them off. Bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. Golden Tate, Deion Sanders, obviously, and then Eric Decker were all drafted twice to the MLB draft in high school and college as outfielders. And they both, or all three of them chose football. Now, Golden Tate and Eric Decker don't really warm me up down low. But Deion no. Sanders, high-stepping after a home run. It's all we need. Would have been great. It would have changed baseball. So even old man Deion Sanders, kind of like a wild guy on TV now. He just says a bunch of stuff. And the, and the coolest voice. He, he has such a cool voice. Very cool voice. I know he was he was also a two-way player, but I would love – Bo Jackson is one of my favorite players ever. And I think I need to get a Bo Jackson jersey. I do too. I don't have an MOB jersey. Okay, yeah, so put in put down in the comments what jersey should Lorenzo get. I need I have jerseys, I just don't have a jersey, and I'm very sad. So comment below what jersey I should get because I need one. Maybe I'll go uh what team you know what team Deion Sanders was drafted to? I don't. I think I wanna say the Cubs. I can find out. Um because I might have to get a Deion Sanders, whatever team he was drafted to. That could be fire. That's kind of a flex. Getting a jersey of someone that didn't even play. Like just Ooh, that's the new flex. Getting a, just a Mike Trout Yankees jersey. Dude, oh my god. Just start making up jerseys and winging just them make into it existence. Up. I didn't know if we wanted to talk about the fact that there were like rumors that Aaron Judge was going to be traded, but I was like, those rumors are fake. Oh, those did those come out last week. Let's get into it. Okay, let's get into let's it. Let's do this real quick. So he So I there said, was rumors Wait quickly, Deion Sanders was a Yankee, so I'm out. Ooh, drafted as a Yankee. Yeah, that's rough. He was drafted twice though, so you could go for the other one. Unless the Yankees got him twice. That is true. Um. So, over the season, was it the Angels? No, yeah, Angels and Mike Trout rumors. Or no, Aaron Judge. Yeah, but Mike Trout was, like, talked about, like, the return. So, go ahead. It's Aaron Judge to the Angels. Oh, really? Yeah, so I can set it up. So, Aaron Judge, there were rumors, apparently, this offseason, I think it was, or at this point in the season, that the Angels were calling about Aaron Judge. That they were calling. I, I heard that. I don't think Mike Trout was involved. Well, though. that's what, like, Yankees Twitter was saying. Oh, yeah. no, But there's no way. No. Yeah, but everyone's like, Aaron Judge for Mike Trout. Let's make the trade. But either way, apparently it was rumored that the Yankees were listening to calls yeah. on Aaron Judge. Now, I listen to calls on everything. So what does that actually mean? Still, it's kind of Probably cool. Nothing. It's an interesting thought to think about. Would the Yankees, if the season goes bad, be willing to move Judge? It, it is very interesting. Out of everyone who they're willing to move, they're probably taking calls on everyone after last year. But Judge the Angels makes a little bit of sense. The, the Angels clearly just kind of want more talent because that's just what they do and they don't get better. But they also have a, have a, some, a lot of good prospects that the Yankees are kind of in need in. And the Yankees got a lot of power talent. Judge has kind of been hurt a while. It kind of makes sense to move him now if they're really thinking they know the insider information. Is he going to stay healthy for his career? Maybe they think they could pull a little finesse. It's fun to think about, even though probably never was really going to happen. So I have one big takeaway from this. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it even was a rumor, just I think wild, we yeah. all forget. I think we treat Aaron Judge like he's Derek Jeter. Like, 
He yeah. is a Yankee for life. He solidified himself. He's a Yankee core. He's won. He's done. Aaron Judge has done part of my language. Jack poop with the Yankees. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, he's had that great rookie season, and then he's been battling injury. So I feel like he. I think the Yankees fans would turn on Judge like that if this season goes downhill. They'll be like, trade Judge, and I feel like Judge. And like the organization, it kind of—it's the energy of like Aaron Judge is going to be a Yankee for life, and I don't believe that. If he wins, maybe he, yeah. But it doesn't—I don't know why there's like this weird aura because like New York fans are very mean and like rabid, but with Judge, they're not. I do see like if I'm looking into my the future of my brain, I def out of all the Yankees players, like I do see Judge to definitely be in like an Angels jersey or, like, a Giants jersey, and it's just, like, weird at first, but it's, like, it. I can kind of see it. And we see this. It's really hard to get a player to stay with you in modern baseball for your whole career. We just saw it with Mookie Betts. Yeah. And the Yankees yeah. and the Red Sox are very similarly run. Like, their luxury taxes here, it's the exact same thing the Red Sox went with. So they they operate similarly as a franchise. So it doesn't blow me away that they were taking calls on him. It's just as a reminder. I think it's a, a big reminder that, Guys, Aaron Judge is a great player, an amazing talent, but he's not untouchable. And I don't think anybody on this Yankee team is untouchable. Now, I think the rumor was leaked by Yankees officials. Probably. Because they were like, this team is playing like dog poop, and we need a kick in the butt. Nobody seems like they care. Everyone's very complacent. All right, let's just drop a little sprinkle that we potentially could have moved our best player. You know, maybe try to get everybody to wake up a little bit and care a little bit more. So I think that's what it was for. But if you're a Yankees fan, I'd love to hear, like, what is up with the judge, like, protection? Because we just saw Jay Bruce get bullied into retirement. Yeah, it was definitely a, a fabric, probably a fabricated thing from the front office. But I, I feel like Yankees fans are split 50-50, either being like, no, I'm out on judge, or he's the best player in the league. I think it's kind of a split there, so... It'll be interesting to see what what people have to say about this. I know we're a little late to the news, but it it what I love talking about trades that will never happen. So mock trades warm me up on the inside. But I think oh yeah. Do you have anything else you want to get to to the people, Jack? Or I think we could get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Shout out producer Wilson again. Thanks for running Appreciate a great you. smooth show. And go follow um, Weed Ice Baseball on TikTok. Before the official outro, I'm just gonna throw that in there. Yeah, we appreciate that. We're coming up on 100K on TikTok, so we appreciate all of you guys. Thank you, all the new subscribers. We appreciate that. Ooh, nice. Uh, Comment below if you guys want Producer Wilson merch. Maybe we'll drop that soon. That's pretty cool. True. But, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Make sure you guys like, subscribe. You know, you can click that bell if you want. That's kind of fun. Make sure your audio only is available. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at WeGotIceBaseball and at WeGotIceBB. TikTok as well, at WeGotIceBaseball. And we'll be back Tuesday with another episode. Take it easy, and you know what to do. Stay chill. Peace.